Today, we're talking blending intuition and body wisdom. This is the Live Your Yes Life podcast, where we share channeled thoughts, discussion, and interviews on what it takes to go from dreaming and wishing to actively living your yes life. My name is Kayla Jetta. I am the daughter of the mother-daughter duo that makes up Rise Leadership Circle with my mom, Lisa Limita. We've been partners for 33 years and counting, and we've had our business for, gosh, are we going into year six in 2024? In our business, Rise Leadership Circle, and in our private Facebook group, aptly named Live Your Yes Life, we support leaders, entrepreneurs, professionals, executives, women and humans who have a dream and a desire to live a big juicy life, to have it without guilt, without shame, and while we are up against the circumstances that we all experience. I'm looking forward to sharing this podcast with you today on blending intuition and body wisdom. I'm gonna share some real life behind the scenes, pretty vulnerable things about some experiences that have happened in the past in my life and that are currently happening in real time right now. So just know that that's where we're going today. I'm gonna get vulnerable as I think a good podcaster does. And just a little warning, I am gonna talk about the cycle of female body, about periods. And so if that's not your jam, feel free to skip this episode and come back another time. Or if you have littles around you and this is the opportunity to grab some headphones so you can keep listening, this is your opportunity. Okay, so today feels like a big day for me. The day I'm recording this on November 21st, I think it will air in the next week. And it's a big day. 14 years ago today, I had surgery to close a hole in my heart. And today I'm having, I don't really know you can call it a procedure, but I am having my IUD removed. And so we'll get into all the specifics of it. Don't you worry, I will share the vulnerable details with you today. But it's really interesting as I woke up this morning and knew that it was my turn that I got to record a podcast, it was interesting to think about the weight of these two days and then couple those two things with something else that I'm moving through, managing my blood sugar and glucose. I shared in a past episode how I had quit sugar for two weeks, added sugar, and what that's been doing for me. So I'm gonna weave together all of these pieces for you in service of sharing the behind the scenes of how I really have used my body wisdom to help me understand how to use my intuition in hopes that this might be something that will support you either with your own physical body or it could be applied to any other decision or thing that you're moving through in life. Okay, so let's start with the heart surgery. As I mentioned, 14 years ago, so I was 19 years old at the time, 14 years ago today, I was having surgery to close a hole in my heart. This hole was a congenital birth defect, meaning it was there since birth. It's called a PFO. So the name of the hole is a PFO, patent foramen ovale. And I was born with it. A lot of babies are actually born with PFOs. And typically over a few months, they close up. For the rest of the population that don't, I think, gosh, I shouldn't give a number because I can't remember exactly, but it's like, you know, like a a quarter-ish, think about change of the population that has a PFO that doesn't close up. Most of them just continue living on their lives without ever having the knowledge that they even have one. So when I was in high school, 
I started having these experiences where my heart would race and I would just feel like I cannot catch my breath because my heart is racing so much. And I could sense that the way that my heart was racing was giving me some kind of information. And I would then, when I noticed that my heart was racing and it was kind of like pounding out of my chest, I would start to panic because it would be terrifying to wonder why is this happening? What's going on to me? And so I started to see a cardiologist. My mom took me in. My mom had an electrical issue with her heart. And so we were mindful and aware that, gosh, there could be something genetic going on. We should definitely get this checked out. So I'm in high school. I'm seeing a cardiologist. I wore a heart monitor. I think two different times I wore a heart monitor. And the conclusion of that was, "Mm, you have a little sinus arrhythmia, which basically means a bit of an irregular heartbeat from time to time. And the doctor said, but nothing to worry about. This isn't anything that's concerning. It's really nothing to worry about. Just carry on. And I asked like, well, I can really physically feel this and you're having evidence. And so what do we do? And they said, well, honestly, it also might kind of be in your head, the worry and the panic of it. So this is when I first started meditating. I was on my high school's dance team. And before we would go on for big performances, I would sit with my iPod and put on a calming song. This was my first experience of meditation. I would put on a calming song and I would just sit and breathe and really try to get my mindset into a place where I was trusting my body, where I was trusting that my heart would be strong and steady and put myself in that headspace. And I graduated high school, became a freshman in college. And then when I was 19, I had a stroke. And so after having the stroke, this is really what then started a lot of investigation and research into what's really going on with my body. And at that time is when they found the hole in my heart. Now, the hole would not have been detected from the heart monitors. It would have taken some other scans, which at the time when I was in high school, it seemed like there wasn't really reason to do it other than intuitively, I knew. Intuitively, I knew that something was going on with my heart, which is what was causing me to go to the doctor and say, hey, I really think something isn't right here. And so I I don't blame my doctors for not continuing to check and look, but I do notice how I had this intuitive information. I had, and I believe that my body was sharing its wisdom with me. My own personal belief, you can think differently about this, my own personal belief is that the reason that I would get so panicky about my heart racing and having these palpitations was because it was telling me, hey, something's not right here. We want you to look into what's going on with your heart. And so I heeded that wisdom a little bit, but I didn't push any further. Once the doctor said, ah, little sinus arrhythmia, you're fine, you're safe, nothing to worry about. Well, then I kind of backed off. But during that time, that fear really stayed with me. And then it wasn't long until I had a stroke, which then we uncovered, oh, well, there actually is a hole in your heart. And the PFO, the hole in my heart, the doctors explained to me was not why I had the stroke, but it was the pathway that the blood clot took from somewhere lower in my body. So typically what happens when you have a stroke is there's a blood clot that gets formed often in your legs or somewhere else in your body. And then it travels normally through your lungs into your brain. And then when it's there, it causes a stroke. I'm giving you like the really watered down version. I'm not a scientist or doctor. And so having this hole in my heart opened another pathway. So instead of just a blood clot going through my lungs and into my brain, like it does for most people, the blood clot had another opportunity that it also could go through the hole in my heart. And so my chances for having a blood clot travel to my brain were higher 
with this PFO being there. And then it was also explained to me that with the PFO being there, there could be times, and this is what I was noticing when I was dancing in high school, when depending on the way I was moving and holding my body, that the blood could kind of slosh or rush back and forth between the hole and that turbulence of it could in and of itself create a clap, which could then travel through. And so after you have a stroke one time, your increases of a stroke are already heightened. And then with having this hole in my heart, my chances were increased even more. And so I'm sure you can imagine the terror that I have as a 19 year old who is learning this information, doesn't really understand what it means, but just feels deep, immense fear. And this is a time when my body was continuing to really speak up to me. It was giving me a lot of information about what it desired and what felt really good for it. Now, I wanna weave in a part of the story. So the cause of my stroke was labeled cryptogenic, which means no known cause. So definitively, my team of doctors all across the Midwest said it was honestly a perfect storm. There wasn't one specific thing that they believe caused the stroke, but it was a perfect storm of so many different things. And one of those factors is that I was on birth control. And the primary reason that I was on birth control was because my periods were debilitating. Whenever I would get my period, I could not get out of bed for the first two days. It was heavy, I was in so much pain and it was truly debilitating and I could not function or live my life the way that a 19 year old would be living. And so birth control was helping to mitigate those symptoms. And then the doctor said, and this birth control that you're on with high amounts of estrogen, this probably lended towards you having a stroke. It added to it. In addition to the pathway of the hole in my heart. And I personally believe that the stress was really, so it was the perfect storm of all of these things happening. Okay. So now I am 19. I am met with the decision of, so what do I do? Do I close the hole in my heart? Do I wait? And my team of doctors was conflicted on this. Some doctors said, look, your risk of stroke is high. You're 19 years old. We need to mitigate any chance of risk that we possibly can. So they do recommend closing the hole in my heart. Some other doctors said, eh, it's too early to tell. And one doctor, hold on to your hats, folks, looked at me, a 19-year-old girl, and said, you need to wait till you have a second stroke before you do anything. And that really did not sit well with me. I knew the trauma, the capital T trauma that my body had just been through, having had a stroke and truly, literally fighting for my life. And there was no way that I was going to be waiting until I had a second stroke to make a decision. And so again, I'm using my intuition. I'm listening. I'm just listening, listening, listening. And this was challenging. I did not have a regular practice of listening to my intuition until this time. I didn't really know what intuition was, but it's what I started to naturally do. And I started to tune into my body wisdom. I was, again, I didn't know what I was doing. I just was doing it. I was feeling into when a doctor said something to me or when my mom was reading a blog and sharing what she heard, I would sit with, how does this feel to me? And when that doctor said, really, I think you should wait till you have a second stroke before you do anything. What I knew is that my body was a big fat no for that. My body was like, nope, no way does that choice feel good for us. And so then we went down the path and the journey of well, what kind of surgery do I go with open heart surgery, which is currently approved by the FDA, or 
do I go with this new surgery, a new device on the market? It's approved in Europe. It's not approved by the FDA in the United States yet, but the surgery is much less intense than open heart surgery. It is kind of a device that imagine an umbrella opening. And so they actually could go through my groin so they could start in my groin, take this little umbrella like device, move it through my veins, move it through the hole on one side. Once it went through the hole, the umbrella, so to speak, would open up and then seal around the hole in my heart. And so this one seemed like the obvious choice for me because my recovery time was much lower. Even though it was still heart surgery, it was not open heart surgery, which meant no scars, a much easier, and it was much safer, but it was not yet approved by the FDA. So then we had to jump through some hoops of, How do I get this surgery when it's still being tested? And luckily we were able to work with an amazing surgeon here who had done hundreds of these during the trials. And he said, I could be in the trial, but I might not get selected or because of my age and the other conditions, he could do what's called a compassion case. And basically it was still legal for me to have it prior to it being uh, cleared by the FDA and the surgery has since been cleared. And so that's the choice I made and I am so, so glad I did. And all along when I met with all of these huge decisions of do I have surgery or not? What kind of surgery do I have? I was using my body wisdom and my intuition to guide me through this. So now at this stage, I am not on birth control. I immediately stop upon having a stroke and my periods continue to be pretty debilitating. My body is still reeling with the stress, with the trauma, with what's going on. And the way that it was processing was by knocking me out every, you know, 25 to 28 days. And so I worked with my team of doctors again to find out how can I mitigate this? How can I take good care of myself? And the best choice that we came to was having an IUD. And so an IUD is a form of birth control that can significantly reduce period symptoms. And for me, I ended up not having a period ever, which please do not come at me at my DMs and tell me like, Kayla, that's so bad. Your body needs to have a period. Uh, I so respect and appreciate whatever view you had. And I know that I was making the best choice that I could make for me at the time. And so now that I have this IUD, I start to feel a lot of relief because I'm able to get through my life and The doctors have assured me that this is the safest option for me with the low, low amounts of estrogen. So my chances of having a stroke from this are incredibly low. They feel it's very safe and I'm able to move through my life month after month without being taken out. So now life is getting pretty good and having that choice of getting an IUD also felt really solid in my body. I'm using my intuition, my body wisdom to help navigate me through this. And so after five years, at this time, there are now IUDs you can have for less or more time after five years, I get it replaced and life is good. Life is so good. And then it's another five years and it's time for me to get it replaced again. And this is where I start to realize that I I was kind of just moving through life. I wasn't really paying attention to, is this still what my body needs? Is this still what my body wants? I was really still, even after 10 years, really still plugged into, okay, my periods are bad. I'm using air quotes, bad, around bad, meaning they are incredibly painful. They're debilitating. I can't get through life or work with the symptoms that I have. And so I need something that can help me. And I need to make sure that the choice is in such a way that it's not going to create the chance of having another stroke. So for 10 years, 
I have an IUD and then it's time to get it replaced again. And so I get another one in. And now as I have my third IUD and I haven't had a period in upwards of 10 years, I am starting to notice my body wisdom talking to me again. And I'm starting to get intuitive information that my body is looking to recalibrate. It is asking me, I know that might sound strange, but my body is asking me for a chance to have a cycle, to recalibrate itself. And I'm listening, I'm hearing my body and I'm understanding that I need to really sit with this information and take some time to make a choice. And part of why it's giving me this information is I'm also intuitively understanding that there's something going on with blood sugar, glucose, pre-diabetes, et cetera. I'm just getting intuitive information. So let me be clear, I do not have any medical confirmation yet of this, but I'm intuitively feeling like I'm afraid that I might be pre-diabetic. I am afraid that I might have a blood sugar issue. I'm afraid that I am, my body is not appropriately balancing glucose in the way that it used to and in the way that it should. And this is all intuitive. And so I now start seeing a variety of different doctors and I'm sharing with them This is what I know intuitively. And I'm reminding myself, I'm remembering that when I knew something was up with my heart, I did not, I did not advocate for myself. I just kind of was like, well, yeah, it's going on, but okay, I trust you. And so some information I'm getting from some doctors is, ah, we really don't, I mean, you're, you're young, you're healthy. I look at your diet. I don't see any reason to think that you would have any kind of blood sugar problem. So carry on. And some other more Eastern medicine energetic tests that I'm doing are confirming my suspicions and are saying, yeah, there's something, something going on. It's early stages. It's not severe yet, but there definitely is something going on with it. And so I'm taking time. I'm not rushing into anything, but I'm sitting with all of the information that I have that my body is giving me. And I'm really starting to look at, okay, what, what is my body asking for? What is it that I need to give it? And so this leads me to a couple weeks ago hearing my body's call of let's drop added sugar for a little bit. Let's give ourselves a couple weeks to drop added sugar and see what happens. And I felt so good during that time, which then led me to discover this book that I just read. It's called the glucose goddess method. I'm so excited about it. And I've been following that protocol and noticing again, how these simple shifts feel so right for my body. And so what I do is every time I get an intuitive hit, an intuitive hit like, eh, there might be something up with your heart or an intuitive hit like, ah, we think it's blood sugar or an intuitive hit like, there might need to be a shift that we make in the way our body recalibrates in the cycle of our body. I get that intuitive hit and then I take that information and I ask my body to give me information on it. I ask my body to give me signs, confirmation, evidence to confirm or or tell me something different about what's going on. And I have a practice that I I use many different tools, but I have one practice that I specifically use when I am looking at making a decision. It's an embodiment practice. I would totally share this with you. There is a link in the show notes that you can go to grab my favorite practice to help me make a decision using body wisdom. And it's an, an audio recording where I'll walk you through in real time. It just takes a couple minutes to actually step into your body and use this embodiment practice to help make a decision. So this is one of the tools that I use. And this is how I'm really blending together. My intuition gives me a hit, gives me information. And then I ask my body to confirm 
or open another door or lead me on another path. And so today, all of these things feel like they're coming together. It is the 14 year anniversary of having the hole in my heart closed and I'm having my IUD removed. Friends, it has been 13 years since I've had a period, which really is, I have some feels about that. That is really interesting to me. And like I said, please do not come at me in my DMs with any kind of judgment. Feel free to have whatever thoughts you have and just know that this is my journey and I'm really, I'm doing the best I can. And I'm really excited to give my body this chance to recalibrate, to give my body a chance to come into a new rhythm, a new flow, no pun intended, and recalibrate. And I have full trust that the symptoms and the experience that I've had 13 years ago are not going to be my experience with my period now when it starts back again. I trust that I have so many more tools and resources that I am in such a different state. I know that my stress and anxiety was so crippling that of course it it makes perfect sense to me that my body would act in the way that it acted and try to outpour this stress and anxiety each month in the best way that it could and now i'm in such a different place i am in a state where i am strong and i am stable and i am tuning into my intuition and my body wisdom on a consistent regular basis and I know how to show up for myself and I know how to take this information and use it in a way that feels really good and so I'm really trusting that my body will let me know when it's time to start my cycle again and I will know how to navigate and dance with this and I'm open to whatever the journey looks like so I'll keep you posted as we go I already joked with my friends kidding but not kidding that I'm gonna have a party (laughs) welcome back to womanhood party a moon party when I get my first period again here in my 30s. Thank you for letting me be vulnerable with you. I know this was a different topic than we normally share about, but I thought it was timely and relevant. This going into winter, at least those of us that are in the Northern Hemisphere, as we move into winter, this can be a time where we really start to look at tuning inward and looking at what is our body asking us for? What is the wisdom that it has for us? What's the information that it's giving to us? Is my body asking for me to change up any ways that I'm moving it? or managing stress, or how I'm nourishing it. And so let this be an invitation for you to look at all of those things. How are you moving your body? How are you loving on your body? How are you dancing with stress? How are you nourishing it? How are you creating calm and peace? And I'd love for you to click the link in the show notes to get access to my favorite practice to help me make a decision using body wisdom and join me as I walk you through an audio guide of how to actually do this practice for yourself in real time. I'd love to be in conversation with you. Feel free to send me a DM to let me know what is coming alive for you as you listen to this, what's opening up for you, the choice that you're going to make, something that is inspiring for you or something that is just opening up for you and you love to share. I'm happy to be in conversation with you. Wish me luck. But by the time you listen to this, I've already had my IUD removed. All will be well. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for giving yourself the chance to blend your intuition and your body wisdom. This is what we do all in service of us living our yes life. We tune in. We listen to what our inner self, our body has for us, and we follow it. Have a great day, friends. Thanks for listening.